And day 207, since Joe promised not to abandon Americans, uh, Joe has already said that, that we will not be able to lift a finger to help any Ameri- American inside of Ukraine once hostilities broke out. Well, that happened last night, 9.15, on Hannity, on the TV show. I have this incredible ability. Uh, it's called, I guess, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, or whichever way you say it. Um, and I'm always, you know, checking to see if a, a text comes in here or there. I got a text from Senator Marco Rubio. He'll join us later in the program. And he said the invasion has begun, the full on invasion. And, and he was right. And then the whole show changed. Um, you see what's happening. You see what's unfolding. We got a lot to get to today. Um, the president, it is uh, it goes without saying it is more than unsettling to see an American president that is struggling so mightily to communicate with the American people, uh, you know, after being uh, first, we heard that he was going to be out there at 1230. Then it was going to be 130. Then it's like 145 and, and out comes Joe. And he took a few questions and he didn't do it that awful. I think he called, you know, this company, meaning the country and, and a few other disastrous mistakes. But the bottom line is this. He's unwilling to do the obvious. This this is not that complicated and fine. He's authorizing sanctions. Fine. He said, yes, for our NATO allies. I just got off the phone with uh, all the NATO allies that we have or NATO will convene a summit tomorrow. I got off the phone with all the G7 leaders this morning. We're in full and total agreement. He's authorizing additional sanctions. Sure. Is not one thing that I heard from Joe Biden that I can tell you that I believe that that Vladimir Putin didn't predict in in making this decision what is sad but yet predictable and it was getting pretty obvious what was going to happen like we told you earlier in the week he recognizes these two countries this is why i worked on president's day i was going to be off on president's day and at two o'clock eastern time linda got mad at me but she didn't tell me she didn't even say a word i said if there's a possibility of this happening i'm coming in Anyway, so we we get on the air and he had recognized these two regions uh, as being independent from Ukraine. And and remember, this this now follows a history in in 2008. George Bush was president and then the hostilities and the takeover of Georgia. Uh, Then it happened and it moved in. what, What year was it? 2014, when he when he annexed Crimea. Uh, then, of course, you know, basically as Soviet states puppet regimes up in uh, Belarus and um, Moldova, etc. So these territorial ambitions, this is a guy that's been saying repeatedly that he doesn't think Ukraine is a country. So he, he feels this is Russian sovereignty, Russian territory. And if you look at the language of Vladimir Putin, he's also suggesting the Baltics, which are a part of NATO, would be included in this, and I believe probably his territorial ambitions go beyond that. Now, he did assure NATO allies that he stands by Article 5 of the agreement, which is an attack on one country, is an attack on all countries. Uh, Putin, is he willing to to push this to the point where he's willing to test whether or not NATO is a paper tiger or whether or not NATO would actually fight Russia? I'm not sure what happens with NATO because I don't think Joe Biden, I don't think any of these NATO allies have the appetite 
to take on Putin in any way, shape, manner, or form. Listen, once you started bombing the Capitol last night, Kiev, it was obvious that this is the whole country. When you look at the map and the targeted strikes that have been planned out and unfolding for months now in front of us and why we didn't arm up Ukraine in preparation for what was inevitable is is inexcusable but predictable. And he's bombing the entire country's infrastructure very selectively. He's been playing chess the whole time. And there's not one thing that Joe Biden, I can tell you, said today that is going to impact Vladimir Putin. He doesn't care that the G7 talk today. He doesn't care that NATO will convene a summit tomorrow. Um, he he knows the, the, the most telling thing that happened in this press conference and there wasn't one person, although Peter Ducey had amazing questions today. It was great. But there isn't anybody that raised the question. At one point, he mentioned that we are coordinating with major oil producing and consuming countries towards our common interest to secure global energy supplies. We're actively working with countries around the world to alleviate collective release from the strategic petroleum reserve of major energy consuming countries. And the United States will release additional barrels of oil as conditions warrant. I know this is hard and the Americans are already hurting. I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. But that's that's only how far he went. If Joe Biden wanted to take on Russia and Russian aggression, understand so much of the conflicts that go on in the world are related, whether you want to admit it or not to the free flow of energy, oil, at market prices. It was Joe Biden capitulating to the radical climate change alarmist cult known as the New Green Deal Socialist Democrats. And Joe Biden, not once today, he talked about oil-producing countries, but he didn't say what needed to be said today. I want to send a message to the world that I just had a meeting with every major energy company in this country. And I told them that as of noon today, that they are instructed that full complete exploration and extraction and production of energy can resume without any government interference. And we will be opening up leases all around the country. So get ready to mass produce at a level this country has never done before. This is the guy that inherited energy independence. We were an energy independent country. Donald Trump accomplished that after 75 years. We were a net exporter of energy for the first time in 75 years. Nobody asked him in this press conference, will you consider or reconsider all of the restrictive policies that you have put on the energy sector and bring America back to energy independence and return America to being a net exporter of energy? Will you agree to never import oil from Russia Again, last year you imported 230 million, uh, million barrels of oil from Russia. Last year he did it. And by the way, I didn't know it till I was researching today. He also imported a million barrels of oil from Iran last year, which we found out. You know, why is he putting pressure on all the oil producing countries instead of using our own natural resources and reserves? And you know what the answer to that question is? This is that is that is not a hard, difficult question. The reason is, is he'd, he'd rather not anger the base of his party. And he's thinking politics. And he doesn't have the courage to realize and recognize that that is the only weapon we would have 
<coughs> that would be effective against Vladimir Putin. I've been saying it. He's been a wrecking ball to U.S. oil and energy and, and gas production in this country. He gives the Nord Stream 2 pipeline waiver to Vladimir Putin while simultaneously blocking the new Keystone XL pipeline. He put all these new drilling efforts in Alaska on a permanent hold, including Donald Trump, who had finally opened up Anwar with vast resources of oil in that region, which, by the way, we can extract the oil and not even leave a footprint. I know because I've talked to energy officials over the years on this program forever. I know more than you'd think. Anyway, he disrupted new oil exploration and development auctions for the entire country. He suspended new exploration on any federal lands, and he hurt America's liquefied natural gas production by lifting sanctions on Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So that is that is where he stands here. And nobody asked him about that because that is the one effective tool that we would have. Now, if you're not if you're going to ask other countries, why are you going to leave our natural resource? Somebody needs to explain this to me. One of you Green New Dealers and climate alarmist lunatic cultists out there. Maybe you can explain to me this because I like an explanation. What difference does it make if if Joe Biden is going to import 230 million barrels of oil from Russia like he did in 2021 uh, or he's going to import? I, I have the number. I'll give it to you in a minute somewhere. In my pile of stuff here, you know, some, you know, however high ungodly number, I think it's like 386 million barrels of oil. I mean, a massive amount from OPEC. What difference does it make to Mother Earth whether you take the oil out of the Middle East ground or you take it out of Russia's ground or you take it out of America's ground? Because if you take it out of the ground here, because we have more energy resources than the entire Middle East combined, um, what does it mean for national security? It means we don't care about what happens in the Straits of Hormuz or in the Middle East. We don't have to worry about the free flow of oil at market prices because we have our own. We are the masters of our own destiny. And and think of it economically speaking, that'll drive down the price of oil. And that means that everything we buy at every store we go to will now start to come down. That will help the 40-year high inflation problem we have. That means you'll pay less every time you fill up your gas tank. That means instead of paying thousands more to heat and cool your home, uh, you'll pay, you, you literally will be getting a massive tax cut. And the Americans that are so disproportionately impacted by all of these horrible policies will be doing all that much better. So he didn't, he didn't go and take it to the level that this thing needed to be taken to. And that to me is probably the biggest failure of today. You know, I, I, I've been doing a lot of research, you know, as part of this Iranian nuclear deal that that if the, the Iranians show over a period of months that they would be able to fully re-enter international markets, that they would discuss future agreements with Western oil companies, and that $30 billion in oil revenue trapped overseas could be released. In other words, if he does this bad deal that they did the last time, it might benefit America because Joe wants to import oil from Iran? I mean, that's basically it's Wall Street Journal, February 21st, that we already imported from Reuters reported that we imported over a little over a million barrels of oil from Iran. They were imported to the U.S. in March of 2021, the first import of Iranian oil since 1991, according to Reuters. Anyway, world powers are nearing this 
deal to revive the nuclear accord. They would have an Iranian breakout time, the duration to amass enough nuclear fuel for a bomb. You know, that could fall as low as six months down from a year in the original deal. And Iran would then have $30 billion in oil revenue monies trapped overseas. In other words, we're, we're going to dump more billions of dollars on the tarmac for the mullahs in Iran. But we might have the added advantage that now we'd be able to import oil from a country that we know hates our guts. By the way, from Russia, uh, we imported 232,625,000 barrels of oil in 2021. Iran, 1 million barrels of, of oil. From uh, OPEC, 316,226,000 barrels of oil in 2021. And from the Saudis alone, 4,602,000 barrels of oil. Uh, You you can't even make this up. how, How does it help Mother Earth? Does it matter in any way? By the way, uh, I'll get to this in the next segment. I went back and I did a deep dive into what Putin has not only been saying about Ukraine, but how far do his territorial ambitions go. And now that I found the rhetoric, it goes pretty deep. And I'll explain all of that. Nobody's reporting any of this. You know, some people are acting surprised and Joe Biden is monitoring and praying for Ukraine as Vladimir Putin launches this military invasion. The one guy that knew this was coming was Donald Trump. The reason I spent two days ago, I played it twice on this radio program, once on TV, I showed you Donald Trump excoriating the head of NATO over the absolute asinine policy that the U.S., number one, pays way more than its fair share. The whole purpose of NATO is to protect all of these Western European countries from Russia and countries like Germany then turn around and do multi, multi billion dollar deals with Russia. But, you know, Joe Biden was importing oil from Russia, too. And and yet we're paying the bulk of monies and they're making Russia rich again. Now, now they're richer than ever because Joe Biden artificially reduced the world supply. Demand has remained constant. If anything, it's gotten bigger. And as a result, supply, demand, crisscross, dictate price. The supply is limited. And that is driven up the price of a barrel of oil to over 100 bucks today. Of some economists saying if this keeps going, it could be $150 a barrel of oil. And and all that means is this this is literally they have financed the ability of, of Russia to even think about it and quote minor incursion, as Joe gave the green light to uh, like this. And don't think China is far behind as it relates to Hong Kong, which I'll get into later in the program today. But all of this in the end is because nobody wants to realize that these woke, that the this environmental radicalism, climate change cultists, new Green Deal socialist Democrats, they have a stranglehold on Joe Biden, his policies and the country. And they don't give a rip how much we have to pay for oil or the consequences of their stupidity. 